Hey everyone, this is Christian Verwijs and welcome back to another episode of the Liberators Network podcast. In today's episode, we're looking back on a workshop that we hosted on November 22 together with Julie Hoffaker, Karen Dawson and Daniel Steinhofer. The workshop had everything to do with how you deal with tension and conflict in groups. It's something that I personally experience a lot and I often struggle to deal with it productively. So on November 22, we had the opportunity to host a workshop about this together with a group of 55 participants. And in this episode of our podcast, I would like to share the five biggest insights that we got from that workshop. But before diving into the meat of this episode, I want to take a moment to thank some of the people that are supporting our work as deliberators. The first one is Frank Haverkort, who is supporting us through Patreon.com. Thank you very much, Frank, for making this work possible. And we also want to thank Greg Pitcher, who is always enthusiastically responding to the content that we place on LinkedIn and is also supporting us through Patreon.com. Thanks to you and all the other patrons we have and all the other people that support our work, we can continue doing the things that we love the most, which is creating these podcasts, writing blog posts, and spending time creating videos and other materials that are helpful for people that are excited about Scrum and liberating structures. If you also want to support us, you can go to patreon.com and contribute to the work that we're doing, or you can go to our web shop or join one of our public events. I'll make sure to put the links in the comments below this podcast. So let's move to the five biggest insights that we got out of the workshop. The first insight is that we have to be kind to our ancient brains. Our brains are incredible organs, allowing complex emotions, thoughts and creative solutions. And although they're doing a really good job of keeping up to date with how our modern lives have changed, they still retain many of the qualities that helped us survive millions of years ago. Seeking safety in groups, our brains have evolved a deep sensitivity to social hierarchy and what is happening in our social interactions with others. Our social nature gives us a very strong innate need to be seen and heard by others, to belong to a group and to be treated fairly. Now superficial task-oriented conflicts aside, most of the conflicts that we have begin where those social needs are violated by others, often unintentionally so. And this is where the pinches begin. The second insight is that as pinches accumulate over time, there is an inevitable crunch. Most collaborations begin with a honeymoon phase. We have big ideas, see all these possibilities and are eager to get started. But the pinches begin as our expectations and social needs are violated, as is only natural in any human interaction. These violations are usually entirely unintentional. A pinch can take the form of someone going on and on, leaving no space for your valuable contribution. It can also take the shape of feeling like you're doing more than others, or when others bask in the light of someone of high status and you are not. Wanting to keep things positive and fun and not wanting to be seen as that person that always complain, we tend to swallow our tiny hurts and step over them in the honeymoon phase. But as the pinches continue to build, Eventually there is a crunch. Stronger emotions soar and turn into resentment, anger and blame. Although it is possible to return back to the honeymoon from a crunch through mediation and open and frank conversation, the process is often difficult and painful. 
it requires a big investment from both parties, a willingness to have these conversations, and usually in this stage of a conflict that's very hard. Crunches account for a large percentage of absenteeism for people leaving teams or breaking up collaborations. It's often easier for people to report in sick than having to deal with the negative tension of being part of a conflict. The pinch model for conflict helps us see how conflicts build over time. And it also helps clarify the roles and expectations and how they help navigate them. This model and other scientific research tells us unambiguously that if you don't address pinches early, they're going to accumulate into a crunch. So it's important to continuously renegotiate expectations you have of each other when pinches occur and clarify roles as needed. And that's the best way to navigate conflict. It's also an unavoidable part of any collaboration, as implicit expectations and needs will be violated by others unintentionally, but it will happen, so you have to account for that. The third insight is that it's important to learn how to express your pinches well. Learning to express your pinches clearly is a good way to navigate conflict more effectively. As we said before, a lot of pinches occur unintentionally, so the person pinching you does not do so on purpose. It's easy to turn an experienced pinch into blaming someone else. By making them feel bad in turn, you are likely to add more pinches to the chain as they feel hurt by your response to what they are doing. During the workshop we did on November 22, participants explored with something called the experience wheel. And it's a good way to help express pinches more clearly by completing four sentences in your head. The first one is, I see, which are the things that you're seeing right now, what's factually happening around you. The second question is, I feel, what are you feeling right now in one word? And the third is, I want, what is your need from the other person at this moment, what are you looking for? And the fourth one is, the story in my head is... So what is your hunch or assumption about what the other wants? Whenever you experience a pinch, the experience wheel helps express the pinch in a way that someone can productively respond to. It doesn't resort to blaming or shaming other people, it's more about how you are experiencing it and what someone else can do about that. During the workshop, participants practiced with this and received help from others in tuning their experience wheel for a conflict they experienced. We also practiced with something called nonviolent communication, which is another technique that serves a similar purpose. The fourth insight is how liberating structures can help to navigate conflict. Now, one area where many pinches occur is in group conversations with others. The often unstructured nature of these conversations makes it particularly easy for people to keep going on and on, step over each other's opinions, and say things that unintentionally hurt others. Liberating structures are a good way of creating environments where every voice can be heard and included, and as such they are a good way to navigate conflict and avoid pinches. During the workshop, we used several of them, like Hurt Scene Respected, to let people express their personal needs in a conflict. We also used Wicked Questions to help make sense of the often paradoxical nature of conflicts, and how it is often possible to find solutions that address both sides of a conflict instead of just one. But we also use many others, like Troika Consulting, Impromptu Networking, One Two For All. And I think this goes to show that liberating structures are a good way, though not the only way of course, to navigate conflict more productively. 
And the final insight is that a one-day workshop means a lifetime of work. During the workshop, participants explored and practiced with a wide variety of techniques and perspectives on conflict and tension. And even though every one of them was easy and simple to apply, effectively navigating conflict takes a lifetime of work and practice. And this workshop really was just the first step. As a design team, we experienced the importance of that message ourselves. In the days leading up to the workshop, we experienced how an accumulation of pinches required a conversation in our team about roles and expectations. As a team, we had failed to create an environment where everyone felt they could contribute equally and be seen by others. There was significant tension when we started this conversation, but simply expressing our needs allowed us to clear the air and move forward as a team. I think there's something really hopeful about the fact that Experts in conflict navigation actually missed an opportunity to do so, resulting in a slight crunch. It really takes a lifetime of work to master this. This workshop was a huge learning experience for me personally. Like I said in the introduction, I personally struggle a lot with navigating conflict productively. Um, it was a pleasure to work with Julie Hoffaker, Karen Dawson, Daniel Steinhofer and my partner at the Liberators, Barry Overheim. It was also a huge pleasure to sort of use the collaboration that Barry and I have to model and actually show some of the pinches that we are experiencing ourselves. The string of this workshop is available on Trello. I'll make sure to share the link in the comments so you can take a look at it. And due to the success of the first workshop, there's going to be another one on October 27 in 2020. Still quite far away, but again, Julie and Karen will be traveling to Europe to help us navigate conflict more productively. And as you may have already guessed from this uh, podcast, is it's one thing to know about this and know about these techniques, but it's another to actually practice with them. So if you're interested in this topic and you want to learn to navigate conflict more productively, make sure to sign up early for the next workshop. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Liberators Network podcast. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up or like it on whatever platform you're listening on or share it with other people that may benefit from it. We wish you all the best navigating tension and conflict both in your own life and in your work, and we hope to see you again for the next podcast. Thank you very much for listening.